you guys chill out? I'm trying to do a podcast. You are now sitting in for another episode of Section 312. In this week's section, we have a jam-packed show for you. The Bears woke up from their hibernation. NFL Week 10 is in the books. Taylor Davis from the Cubs organization stops by. We have starting five Disney characters, thanks to the Disney subscription service that just got released today. And we have an all-new Sneedlers list. So pop that edible and sit back and relax, unless you're on a Miami Heat plane. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Guys, Thrive Fantasy is a DFS app for prop bets. You know, you go on there, enter our code SEC312, and they will give you 10 bucks, guys. $10 will be yours on your first deposit of $10 when you enter our code. You can bet on games for over and under rushing yards for Melvin Gordon against the Raiders, 59.5. Or you can wait for Sunday night's game and bet the over under total 120.5 Saquon against the Jets in total yards. Enter our code SEC312 when you sign up, and they're going to give you money, guys. Thrive Fantasy, they're in the Apple Podcast or Apple App Store or ThriveFantasy.com. Check them out today. All right, guys, NFL Week 10. It was in the books. Jeremy, we were kicking it for the Bears game. I really like your pops. He's pretty cool. Cool guy. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, yeah, Bears, they won. They did win. Is it just because Matt Stafford didn't play, or are the Lions just bad? <laughs> I mean, it sounds like sounds like you answered your, your own question there. I think it's... I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, the the Lions are kind of—they're not the same team they were at the beginning of the year, where they where they had a good running game and they had they had Stafford and and all sorts of stuff like that. So you have no Carry On Johnson, no Ty Johnson, no Trey Carson, and no Stafford, and their defense is a little rough. And but the Bears still need to get things going a lot earlier, though. Trubisky got it going in the second half, but if they're gonna if they're gonna want to make a late season push, they're gonna need to start taking leads on teams early rather than later. So, what are their playoff chances? Honestly, what do do you think they still have a playoff shot? I mean, they're all they're in the hunt right now. They're four and five, and the Rams are at the top of the list at five and four, and we're playing the Rams. So. What? What made things really, I'm not going to say that they're out of it, but what really hurt was the Vikings beating the Cowboys because there was a chance for the Bears to at least gain some ground on Minnesota. But if we're, but if we finish third place in our own division, then there's no, there's no chance of us getting a wild card spot. Yeah, very slim, (laughs) very, very slim chances, but you know, you're not dead yet. So the playoff hopes are not dead yet. I don't think it's going to happen because I what if we lose one more game, I think it's over with. There's no way we're going to make the playoffs. But there are no undefeated teams left in the league. The 49ers yeah, was a hell of a game last night. Yeah. Hell of a game. The 49ers go down. The Seahawks win. And I want to I want to jump into it right now. If Robbie Gould is on that field, the, 40. <laughs> the 49ers probably do win the game if it if it wasn't for for Robbie Gold, but um, definitely definitely an interesting game. But I want to make the argument: was last night's game actually good, or was it just a terrible game that lasted because nobody could win? 
until the very end, but yeah, because <laughs> with all those turnovers fumbles. and everything, yeah, there were a lot of fumbles, a lot of a uh, couple interceptions, uh, one crucial one at the end of the game by Russell Wilson, but the scoop and score from uh, what's his name, DeForest Did- Buckner. Yeah, and Jadavion Clowney had a fumble recovery. So after watching last night's game, we gotta we gotta talk about it. The MVP race. Where does everybody stand in the MVP race? If the if the season ended today, Vance, who do you give the MVP to? Um, I mean, I guess Russell Wilson would get it by a slight nod, but I really like what McCaffrey's doing. You know, and I think he's right, like, closer than people give him credit for. Jeremy? Uh, I liked McCaffrey for the, for the longest time, and I think I think them losing to the Packers yesterday with McCaffrey not really being – I mean, he did have a touchdown, sure, but he didn't have his, you know, caliber kind of game. I think with, with what Lamar Jackson's been doing the last few weeks – I think I think needs to put him in the in the front run for being MVP to beat. And I know Russell Wilson's doing historic things, but Lamar Jackson's doing historic things as well and and them beating the Patriots and the way that he has that team going. I mean, there's no way the Ravens would be in the spot that they that they're at without him. Okay, I am glad you brought that up because I am on a different track than both of you. Okay? Now, hear me out. This man has 19 more touches, about 200 more yards, three more touchdowns, and about 15 more first downs this year. Are you going Dalvin Cook? Then, yes, then Adrian Peterson (laughs) did when he won the MVP in 2012. Should Dalvin Cook be in the MVP debate? Not at all. Why? <laughs> I mean, I think he should be in the conversation. I mean, that team's actually winning some games I and mean, beating some teams you wouldn't necessarily think they would beat. I mean, I still wouldn't put him front first or anything, but I think he's having a nice year. You know. But I, mean? I think lately, though, lately though, they've been winning games because of Kirk Cousins and their defense, though. Like I would, like you can you can say that McCaffrey wins the Carolina Panthers games, and you can say that Lamar Jackson wins them games. I don't think you can say that Dalvin Cook wins them games. I mean, 180 all-purpose yards will win you something. He had like 90 and 90 last night, I think. 90 rushing, 90 receiving. Statistically. He's really dynamic. Statistically right now, Dalvin Cook is the best running back in the NFL. He's got more yards than McCaffrey. I don't know about touchdowns, but he has more first downs and touches. I think yeah, McCaffrey I has like 14 touchdowns. Well, and I think just I don't know when it when it comes to a when it comes to running backs winning MVP, not only is it extremely tricky, but I feel like you need to be kind of flashier. Like you have Adrian Peterson who won MVP back in the day, Ladanian Tomlinson, like Dalvin Cook, I feel like just doesn't stand out as someone who's MVP caliber for the running back position, but McCaffrey with his 80-yard touchdowns and all of his receiving touchdowns and, and stuff like that, I think he makes 
for more of a, of a candidate. Plus two, at least in my opinion, when it comes to MVP, the Vikings could be could have the record that they have without Cook because they have Thielen, Kyle Rudolph, Stephon Diggs. They've got other pieces where they don't really need Dalvin Cook as much. Madison does look really good. Exactly, and and I think especially I think with he would be a dominant if he was by, if he was the back. I mean, he looks I think, really really good. I think especially like the, the MVP award, especially with football, I think you need to look at who else is on your team. Like the Seahawks, without Russell Wilson, they would they would be a terrible team. The Ravens without Lamar Jackson would not be nearly close to where they're at. The Panthers without McCaffrey, maybe a couple wins, but it'd be tough. But the Vikings could probably still have a winning record without Dalvin Cook. Yeah, that's a fair point. Oh. So MVP race, there's a lot of contenders. But now it is time for something new, guys. Jeremy came up with it, so I'm going to let him introduce <laughs> it. Matt, this does not concern you. You can keep that blank <laughs> on your face. <laughs> but this concerns the people who actually watch the NFL. So, Jeremy, introduce Selection 312. Love you, Matt. Stay classy. So, Selection 312 is our is going to be our version of NFL football picks. And it's perfect since our show airs on Thursdays that we would do these picks. And so Quentin and I, we went back and forth on trying to figure out the details and the logistics of it all. Um, Cause we weren't going to sit here and pick every game of course. And you know, so we wanted to come up with something creative. So using the three, one, two area uh, number and area code and all that beautifulness, what we are going to do is myself, Quentin Vance and our guest pickers are going to pick three games, one upset, one lock and one extra game, you pick the winner, and those are the points you get. You get three points for an upset because we want big, we want big bold statements on this show. You get two points for a lock, and then you get one point for your extra. Basically, your extra point is the other game that you want to pick, and you can lose points. So if your upset loses, that's minus three points. So you got to be very confident and strategic with your upset. And I will keep track of standings and any sort of um, any sort of data analysis going on with our picks week in and week out. And I, I wouldn't say there's money on the line, but bragging rights, I guess. For, We're going to come up with something. We're going to come up with something for the winner and something for the big loser. A trip to a, to CeCe's Pizza Buffet is for the winner? You're still honorable <laughs> at CeCe's Pizza. <laughs> I need me some mac and cheese pizza in my life. Matt, spit it out. I like CC's pizza. That's pretty good. <laughs> and this is a pretty good idea for a segment. Too bad I can't be a part of it. Well, you don't I mean, watch football. <laughs> I know. I know. That's my choice. Thank God, too. Do you watch college football? Because <laughs> we could make a college football subcategory. Yeah. Go Salukis. That's coming up later. Fair point. Fair point. All right. So, Quentin, Quentin, do you want me to get us started? Or do you want, what do you want, where do you want this to go? Can't, well, I think we should do it. We'll all pick our threes, then we'll all pick our ones, and then our twos. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Start it off. Vance can go second. I'll go last. All right. So for my upset, I'm going with the Chicago Bears over the L.A. Rams. 
I think with the Rams, uh, with the Rams missing two of their offensive linemen, plus Brandon Cooks is hurt, plus Jared Goff looks like doo doo this year. The only thing that scares me is the Rams' defense, but I think if the Bears' defense can at least show up, I think the Bears can pull off the upset on Sunday Night Football. Now, just and while they're down, I love it. Now, just for the record, we can also choose the same game. It's not one game. Yeah. But we, but none of us discussed it or anything. Like we want it to at least be a surprise. But we can pick the same games, of course. Yeah. But um, and then the guest picker this week was actually my dad, whom Quentin had mentioned earlier. So Mr. Paul Sneed, his upset pick, he's going with the Jaguars over the Colts, and he didn't make many notes, but he said Nick Foles is back. So, so he's picking the Jaguars because of Nick Foles, apparently. So that is that is our guest pickers upset this week. So what like happens? It. What we gotta figure out what's gonna happen if because the guest pickers just fall under the guest category. They they all don't get you know a, an individual ranking. So what yeah. happens at the end of the year if the guests have more points than we do? Well, we just accept the fact that we suck. So, you give away some free shit. No, I don't know. How about a free t-shirt. <laughs> okay, yeah, that'll work. Yeah. Okay, that's gonna be like fourteen free t-shirts or something. Some but... free, some free swag. <laughs> some free swag. We'll think, how about we'll the uh, how about the top guests beating you guys? Top three. <laughs> well. I- because it's or all give it give it away to the fans. If the guest pickers beat us, then we give stuff away to to a fan. Yeah, right. Yeah, that, I like that here's too. how we'll do it. Here's how we'll do it. If the guest pickers yeah. beat us, everybody that participated as one of the guests will be entered into the random drawing, and the winner. Will get it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, you like that? Okay. Sure. So Jeremy's got the Bears. Vance, what do you got for your upset? My upset, I got the Dolphins over the Bills. I like it. I like it. They're hot. One, two in a row. Bills just lost to the Browns, who look like a disaster. Why not? Miami's at home. Okay. For my upset, I am going to go with... I'm going to go with the Bucks over the Saints. Oh, okay. I considered it. It was either that or I was going to go with uh, the R-words over the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> the R-words. All right, so we've got the Bears, the Jaguars, the Dolphins, and the Buccaneers for the upsets for this week. I like it. I like it. My my lock for this week, sticking with the NFC North division, we are going to go with the myself. I'm going with the Minnesota Vikings against the Joe Flacco-less Denver Broncos. <laughs> Not that Joe Flacco being there would would hinder my decision at all, but I just want to point out that Joe Flacco will not be participating. So this is these are the favorites. These are the two pointers. Yes, the two point locks. So I like I like Vikings, and I don't think they're going to lose. My father, our guest picker, taking a wild stab, he picked for his lock the New England Patriots over the <laughs> Eagles. My lock? All right. Um, I got Cowboys over the Lions. 
you know, I am also going to take the boys over the line. No, you know what? I'm not. Uh, <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Plot twist. I'm not taking the boys as a lock. <laughs> I am going to go with the 49ers over the Cardinals. All right. That is a solid choice for a lock. They're going to be frustrated after that, after what happened last night. <laughs> All right. So for the locks, we have the Vikings, the Patriots, the Cowboys, and the Niners. And now as for the extra point, I'm sticking with you, Mr. Quentin Michaels. I like the Niners as well, defeating the Cardinals. I will take them for my extra point. And then for the guest pickers extra point, my father has chosen again to to really take a take a li- go out on a limb here and he's picking the Saints over the Buccaneers as his extra point. All right. I got the Vikings as my extra point. Vikings over Broncos. Nice. Nice. Wow. You guys really missed this one. My extra oh, yeah? point, I am taking the Raiders over <laughs> the Bengals. See, yeah, the, only, the only thing is, though, is I feel like any any game involving the Bengals now is going to be a trap game. Because you got you got to think the Bengals are going to get a win at some point. But not this week. That guy Finley is a turnover machine. And AJ and AJ is still out. Yeah, but the, Finley, that that's a tough game for your like first game of the season is against the Ravens. I mean, that's that's a tough draw for anybody. Yeah, Ravens defense boo-fooed me in fantasy this week. Even because even Tom Brady looked bad against the Ravens, and you, you can't expect Ryan Finley to look to look that good. Speaking well, of yeah. speaking speaking of fantasy, I want I want to pour one out for for my fantasy team. Uh, in my big money league throughout the year, it has been one and I'm, and I'm sure there's worse scenarios out there, but I want to just make a quick mention to this team that I have. I, we started out the year with Antonio Brown, David Johnson and carry on Johnson. And it has just been a roller coaster of a, of a, of a year. And now I have Austin Hooper who's also hurt. Robbie gold was hurt. So everyone, everyone's gotten hurt. And that's my little, my little, my little tiny violin moment. <laughs> I just wanna, I just wanna mention that. But there we go. So we got the Niners, Saints, Raiders, and Vikings for our extra points. I will keep track of these, and like I said, we will, we will run it back next week, and I will have some. Once we start doing this for multiple weeks, um, I'll find some little, some little factoids and tidbits that we can throw in as well. All right, here we go. I got the prize, or I got the I got the ultimate losers prize. Go on a date with you? <laughs> yes, actually. That that is that is the prize. But but the loser, the one who has the least amount of points, has to pay. Us three has to take the other two to a Bulls game. Okay. Okay. We all in agreement? Yep. Sure. Can I go too? <laughs> no. 
No. <laughs> like you, you can watch. You can watch. I don't have NBA TV, man. I hope it's on ESPN at that point. No, I meant we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna Skype you from the game, and you can watch us at the game. RIP to your data plan. But <laughs> but Matt, you don't get to watch the game. You actually get to watch us as. That's we- what I mean. Yeah, he he that's only true, watches us watching the game. <laughs> <laughs> that is the ultimate. Too bad you're Matt prize. <laughs> but for good news. It is time for another Matt's moment. Matt, you were sitting so patiently and quietly. You're such a good boy. What do you got for us? Um, woof, woof. Um, yeah, speaking of woof, woof, uh, go Salukis, man. Uh, I went to Carbondale this past weekend. Go dogs. And, uh, yeah, go dogs. I had a good time. Went for the tailgate. Drank uh, some Dr. Thunder, Dr. Pepper, root beer. That's good stuff. Um. <laughs> On uh, on Saturday, the uh, Salukis beat Missouri State, uh, 37 to 14. Uh, once again, Javon Williams Jr. doing some good stuff, good stuff, and uh, they extended their win streak to four, and they uh, they are hoping to bring back another win after they come back from Macomb, uh, hoping to be, beat Western Illinois, and the Salukis got uh. They're getting votes, man, for top 25 in the FCS coaches poll. So uh, let's hope that the next couple weeks uh, bring some uh, good fruits. And uh, I'm just the North Dakota State game is going to be interesting. I'm I'm looking forward to watching that on ESPN Plus. Uh, not a sponsor. <laughs> and uh, shout out to the Blues. Are working on a. They have a six-game win streak, and they're hoping to make it seven at the end of tonight. And shout-out shout out Javon Williams Jr. for being uh, named a finalist for the Jerry Rice Award as top yeah, FCS freshman. Yeah, man, big boy from Centralia. Former, former Centralia orphan. The, one, yeah, of the times, right. one of the times where you can celebrate being a, uh, being a former orphan. Sounds interesting, <laughs> doesn't it? Well, yeah. I guess you could always celebrate <laughs> that, but in the sports world, Kind of interesting to say you're a former orphan. That's true. Centralia orphan. So that was Matt's lonely moment. It was a good moment. Go dogs. Go Salukis. They're actually. I love how they start doing really well when we all graduate and we leave, right? So we don't actually all get to enjoy it at all. Like, is that just? <laughs> well, if you remember, they this season they started out terribly. Starting out like one and four, and even last year they weren't very good either. So, and now it is time for the moment a lot of people wait for because they like our guest interviews. This week in section three one two, we have Taylor Davis. Now sitting in section three one two, we have former catcher for the Cubs organization. It is Taylor Davis. Taylor, thank you for taking the time to sit in section three one two. Is this the first podcast you've been on? No, it's not. Uh, it's the first one I've been on since I had my son. Uh, it's the first thing about anything that I've done since I've had him. I left the house a total of about three times in ten weeks. Um, and uh, but no, I've been on a couple others, but. Uh, but, no, I, I love talking baseball, man. So I'm glad you brought that up with your son because I want to start this off right away. What is harder for you, being a father right now or hitting a 100-mile-hour fastball? <laughs> you know, uh, I think 
they're both a lot of fun. I think that's the difficult part of that question is that I really enjoy uh, doing both. So I don't really see either of them as hard. Um, the, the sleep is, you know, people try to warn you about the sleep with a kid. And I'll tell you, I, I kind of believe them, but goodness, man, it it's unbelievable. I, you don't ever not get tired. Yeah, I got a couple more years before I have a little one of myself, but I, I totally get what you're saying. I actually, uh, I graduated from SIU, and one of my partners for a class project is now about to get married to Lance Lynn, and they just had a kid, so. Oh, nice. So I'm always seeing videos of her being up all the time and stuff. It's crazy. Yeah, man, and you know, we're lucky. Like, he's 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 relatively easy for us, but it's just, it's just being attentive all the time, you know, it's just the little things that you don't ever think about um, that now come into play. So let's start this off baseball-wise, as you know we should. You got drafted in 2008 by the Marlins, your home state of Florida, but yet, well, it's, I don't think it was your, was it your home state or were you from Kentucky originally? Yeah, no, my life story is a mess uh, as far as all that random stuff goes. I moved around quite a bit as a kid, but uh, I was born in Tampa and then I got drafted. Out of, so when I was in third grade, so I went, when I was born in Tampa, I moved actually to Chicago. I lived in Crystal Lake. And then uh, I moved to Phoenix. And then I moved back to Florida, to South Florida, Jupiter, Florida, to be exact. Um, and I lived there from third grade until I graduated high school. Um, and then I met my wife in college. So I, I got drafted by the Cubs or by the Marlins, but I didn't sign. Um, I went to school. And then uh, I met my wife at school. And we, uh, she ended up getting her master's at the University of Louisville, and we moved to Louisville uh, about seven years ago now, and we've lived here. We love it. We've lived here ever since. So you got drafted by the Marlins. Why didn't you sign the contract? Uh, man, uh, another good. A lot of my my history's got some good stories attached. Man, I actually uh, so. I was very thankful to have a scout that was honest with me, which is very difficult in this game. It's something, um, it's something that that uh, that you can't take it can't can't take for granted. Um, but basically, he called me and he said, "Look, man, we're taking we we took a catcher in the first a high school catcher in the first round. We've got a couple other guys from years past. If you sign, you're going to be you know kind of behind the eight ball and." He's like, I would recommend not doing it. And I was okay. You know, like, I'll take your advice. And so uh, he said, but I got to ask you, is in like the 20th something around? He's like, I got to ask you, though, like, you know, do you want to sign? And I said, no, you just told me, <laughs> you just told me not to. And uh, so I said no, which, you know, for me was absolutely insane. Like, it was my whole dream, my whole life was to play professional baseball. And I literally just had an opportunity to do it. And I said no. Um, and so long story short, later in the summer, I get a call saying, Hey, uh, some guys are getting hurt. We're going to release them or some guys got hurt. We're going to release some guys. Um, would you like to sign? You know, we've got a little money. And I was like, sure, this is like the middle of the summer now. And I called my college coach and I was like, Hey, just so you know, um, they told me that I might have an opportunity to go. Um, I'm, I'm probably going to go. And, uh, and so 
he was uh, he was upset. I mean, not mad at me by any means. Um, but it was the middle of the summer. He was going to be out, you know, a, a guy. So my scout calls me a week later and he says, "Hey, man, like I messed up. I was wrong. The guys that are getting hurt are coming to this team. They were going to Arizona. They're going to rookie ball. And he's like, the guys that are getting hurt are going to rookie ball. He's like, so we don't actually have a spot. And I'm like, oh, all right. Well, I mean, no big deal. I'll call my coach and tell him I'm going to school. And he said, well, yeah, that's fine and all, but he's like, I hate to do this to you, but I got to ask you again. He's like, I have to ask you if you want to sign. And I'm like, man, no, I don't want to sign. <laughs> like, you just made me do this twice. The first time was hard enough. So, but yeah, so I didn't sign. So I, and I went to school and I'm very thankful for every second of it. So you went to school, you played at school, and then you actually signed as an undrafted free agent with the Chicago Cubs. And I just want to jump into it right away. Your first home run was that granny against the Cardinals. Can you just walk me through what was going through your head as you were walking up to the plate, what pitch you were kind of looking for, and what was going through your head as you were rounding the bases? Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I, I can I can do a little bit of that. Um, you know, so as, as I was going up, uh, you know, I, I was in the whole understanding the situation. Um, one thing that um, I hope, you know, you and your listeners learn from me by the end of this is that um, I actually I have a pretty decent baseball IQ. Um, I, I really plan on staying in the game for a long time. And uh, so as the situation was happening, I kind of understood, hey, Kyle Schwarber is hitting in front of me like there is zero chance you're going to pitch to Kyle Schwarber if you have a base open, whether that base be first, second or third. So I, uh, I kind of had a clue, thankfully, that, that they were going to walk him. And so I, I was mentally ready. You know, I, I, I knew that, uh, you know, we, we've done our homework. We have, you know, the, obviously the hitting coaches in the big leagues, the scouting reports, all that are, are incredible. Um, so I had a clue what I was ready for. Honestly, man, I, I was looking for a pitch to drive and I was looking for a fastball over the plate. And uh, now the funny part about the home run, and this is what everybody asked me, is like, you know, pretty much what you just did. Like, you know, like, how was it? Like, what, what was going through your mind is all that was happening. Well, the last thing I remember is walking up to the plate. And then the first thing I remember after that is talking to Mike Borzello on the dugout bench about the, the next innings hitters. I have, I have zero memory of the pitch coming, hitting the pitch, rounding the bases, high-fiving hobby, none of it. <laughs> you just blacked out. Blacked out, man. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very glad you brought up Kyle Schwarber because you also, not only did that happen, but you also got to pitch to Kyle Schwarber. Uh, yeah, what? Man, that was fun, man. That whole thing. I, I, you know, I, I'm a big believer in a lot of, you know, my followers – people that have followed me in my career know that um, this game to me is all about having fun. Um, I try to portray that when I play, when I'm on the field, when I'm not playing um, everything that about this game is fun to me. And it should be, I think there's my, my reasoning has always been, there are way too many people that would have fun doing this, that if you're not having fun doing it, you need to get out. Um, and, And the minute that I stop having fun will be the minute I leave. And, um, I tell you, man, that was awesome. You know, so few people, and, and I don't say this lightly by any means, get to have a standing ovation at Wrigley Field. And I will tell you this, the, probably the cool, you know, one of the cooler feelings I had in general um, was coming out after the Grand Slam to Wrigley Field standing. Like that was, 
you know, and, and people always ask about uh, my favorite time to play, and I always say there is nothing, and I and this I could not be, a, I wouldn't like I would say this if I was not a Cub. There is nothing in baseball. I would go to say nothing in professional sports like a day game at Wrigley Field, and. I say that because most teams, if you look around the country, most teams use day games as fillers. They use them on on Tuesdays in the middle of a month when nobody's going to come anyway, and they're and so they're going to you know what they're just going to have a day game because they're not worried about having fans. That is the exact opposite of Wrigley, and that is what makes Wrigley so special in my mind. Um, but anyway, back to it. So I, I get this you know ovation and then pitching. I get a standing ovation as I'm coming off the field. It was the most unbelievable thing, dude. It was awesome. Yeah, it looked awesome. But I want to know, what kind of pitches do you have in your arsenal? Uh, I've got a bunch of pitches, but I really wasn't ready to break them out yet. You know, I, uh, you know, Kyle's new back there again. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to hurt. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I was just going as slow as I possibly could. You know, like we always talk about going under the hitting speed. So let's get into the main reason how, you know, your name got brought up and pushed around with the Cubs organization, the camera looking. All right. How did you know? How do you know where every camera is and when exactly they're looking at you? Is there like a TV cheat sheet in the dugout or something where you can see when they're looking at you or how does that happen? No, I I can't give away my secrets, man. Um, But no, you know, honestly, the the whole idea came from Chris Negron, who um, I actually give, I give credit to, and you know what freaking world series champion, uh, Bregman or world. Yeah, I guess he is technically a champion. So, uh, not this year, but, uh, who, who stole that look from me. Okay. Look, <laughs> at least I give credit to my guy that took the look like Chris Negron. I took it from him. No questions asked. Um, he actually just retired by the way. He was a ex cub minor leaguer, but, uh, he uh, he did it in 2016, I think it was, and I, I thought it was funny. So the next year, I, I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it. So I did it a couple times. Honestly, didn't think anything of it except for a couple guys in the bullpen just thought it was the funniest thing ever. And I was like, all right, well, you know, I'll just keep doing it. <laughs> so I kept doing it, and sure enough, man, like, I don't know, two weeks into the season, a month into the season – the GM of the team came up, the GM of the Iowa Cubs came up to me and was like, hey, man, like, um, that whole camera thing, dude, it's got these fans going nuts. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? I didn't even know anybody knew. <laughs> and, and so, sure enough, dude, it became a thing. And then, so the video, which I, I found out later, another cool story, the video was actually more of a thank you to um, – from the Iowa Cubs to the video team, because a lot of the video team are interns. And so they're, you know, college students looking for credit. And so they made this video as like a thank you to them. And uh, somebody sent it to ESPN and it just caught fire. And sure enough, man, like I was playing out. Never forget. This is like my call up. Like, I'll never forget this. Like we were playing in Memphis and I get a text from the media relations person in Iowa saying, hey, Sports Center wants to have you on in the morning. I'm like, what in the world? Sports Center. <laughs> and uh, so, sure enough, it was about the video, but it, it was funny. And another, there's a funny story there, too. So, 
so sports center is like hey you know sports center um has like these first of all i was on like the freaking 4 a.m you know i was on the the midnight crew of the sports center and but they have um <clears throat> like a bunch of not rules but they hey here's here's what you should do when you're going to be on with us you should have headphones you should be in a room that's brightly lit you should be in a quiet room all that good stuff right and so the lobby the night before it's like midnight so hey uh I've got an interview tomorrow morning around, I think it was, it was either four or 5 AM and, uh, I need to maybe six and I need to, I need a room. Do you guys have a, like a business room, business center that I could, I could borrow just for the, um, you know, 20 minutes. If not, do you even just have an empty room that I could go sit in? I really don't want to wake, you know, in the minor leagues, we have roommates. So I was like, Hey, I really don't want to wake my roommate up. So he's like, Oh yeah, yeah, no problem. No problem. So I'm like, all right, sweet. So I go to bed, get ready wake up <clears throat> called i walked down to the front desk hey uh they said that you guys had a, had a room that i could borrow for the thing they're like no we i mean we have a computer and a desk upstairs but we don't have a room i'm like oh great <laughs> so now i'm now i'm panicking I'm, I'm panicked because i hadn't even told my roommate so at this point it's too late for that it's too late to even wake him up so and he's way bigger than i am so i was not doing that anyway <laughs> so so I'm like, all right, what do I do? What do I do? So I go grab a luggage cart. I'm like, all right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to sit my, cause it was a, it was a FaceTime interview. And so I'm like, I'm going to sit my phone on the, the cart and I'm going to put it right in front of me. And I'm going to, I'm just going to sit in the hallway somewhere. So <laughs> now looking back on it, not the smartest idea, but it was the only area with like a plain wall was right across from the elevator. And so I'm like, I'm like panicked, right? I'm like, all right, like nobody's going to come out here and get in the elevator. Like I should be fine. So I'm not, I'm talking like tens, like they're counting down on the thing and somebody's walking down the hallway, getting on the elevator. I'm like, oh, great. Here. Like this, you know, they're going to kick me off. Like they don't want this, you know, what is this? So anyway, so he ends up, this guy ends up going downstairs and nobody came out for the rest of the interview, but it was so funny to me because you couldn't tell in the interview. It just looked like I was sitting in a room, Right. but right. I know that I was sitting on the floor <laughs> under a luggage cart. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> oh man, Taylor, you know, I do want to thank you for taking the time to sit in section three, one, two. I do have a, fi- a couple final questions before we let you go. You are a free... You are a free agent right now, and you're free to sign and play wherever you like. Have you or your agent been in contact with any teams? Uh, I don't know if, if he wants me talking about that, but, yeah, I mean, we've talked to some teams. Uh, Could you give me East or West? Could you just give me, if, is it East or West? Uh, uh, a little bit, honestly, a little bit everywhere. Um, you know, as I said before, man, I'm all about having fun, so I want to go to the right situation. Um, shoot, man, if the Cubs are the right situation if they came and, and, and said that it would that someone would work out then I'd do it you know I, I don't know uh, you know we're definitely not writing anybody off by any means um, so but family obviously having a son now you know there's more than just me to look out for um, but right. yeah I, I'd go anywhere man it don't matter to me 
Right, right. I totally understand. And we know that you're going to get that contract eventually. So, Taylor, thank you for taking the time to sit in Section 312. We don't want to take any more of your time. You know, we maybe we'll have you on sometime next year in the future when you find your new home. And we wish you and your agent the best. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. All right. Take care. And that interview with Taylor Davis is brought to you by our good friends at Karaoke Adventure. Do you want the best entertainment around, guys? Besides listening to Section 312, well, how about Karaoke Adventure? We talk about it every single week. They bring to you the PAs, the TVs, the mics, the lighting, everything you need for a singing good time. If it's a birthday party, a family gathering, block parties, just a night with friends, or even people that you don't really consider friends but are acquaintances, but they're in town and they hit you up after not talking to you for like eight years and you want something to do. Well, give Eric Michaels a call. Karaoke Adventure. He'll come to your garage. We'll turn that into a dance club. He'll be club dub. You know, even when they're losing, they're still going to have club dub. Makes no sense. But Karaoke Adventure makes a lot of sense if you're trying to have a great time. You can sing about it. They have over 30 years of experience. You can contact Eric Michaels today at 773-732-6597. Go follow them on Facebook to see videos and much more at karaokeadventure at facebook.com beautiful it was beautiful i didn't sing it though this time nobody sang it but that's okay <laughs> because now it is time for sneetler's list i hope you got a good list for us dude i part of this list made me heated i've been trying i've been trying to defend one of the people on this list and i'm, I'm going to continue to defend them because it gets me heated okay gets me heated and um also before we do this i wanted to shout out someone else for bald guy of the week question mark or honorable mention but how about mike fires snitching on the 2017 houston astros and possibly throwing their entire season in jeopardy yeah you know i heard about (laughs) the the situation but i didn't know that their own teammates snitched yeah mike mike fires told the athletic that they had a that the houston astros had a camera in center field designed to steal signs (laughs) that is crazy which like i said why are you snitching on your own team that brought you a championship well why is takashi snitching in prison that's so he doesn't go to (laughs) a long time in jail what i don't i just don't see what benefits mike fires in being like oh yeah you know that team that i won a championship with yeah they were a bunch of cheaters like how does this benefit him and it doesn't benefit anybody, actually, because now the Yankee fans and Dodger fans and all these other fans are upset now about it, and they want, like, a rematch, and there's just – he created this storm. But he's a bald guy, and so I thought, is he bald guy of the week, question mark? Or, honor, like, because he didn't really do anything good. Well, I guess his morality is good, but – We could throw him in – we could throw him into the tournament for the yeah. ball here. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. So my list this week, like I mentioned, st- part of partially it gets me a little heated. But we're going with we're going with music uh, this week. I'm a I'm a huge music fan, and so figured we'd go we'd go music here. And I want to go with my list for top ten underrated music artists. Now a couple of these names might be a little debatable, but that's fine. Uh, they're lower on the list anyway. So starting things off. Number 10, my list of top 10 underrated artists. I'm going with Logic. And the reason I say Logic is because 
there seems to be a lot of hate going around with my man Logic. It's pissing me off. Joe Budden, <laughs> Joe Budden on his podcast said that Logic was the was quote the worst rapper of all time, which made me so very heated because one, who is he to talk? He hardly had a he barely had a hit song ever in his time in being a rapper. Then he was in the music uh, the rap group Slaughterhouse, which he was the fourth best option in that entire group of people. He's only famous for calling people out and making ridiculous statements like that. And I guess that's why it attracts people because it pisses me off and pisses other people off. But then even Jesus and Mero, I like them a lot, but they mentioned that they had hate for Logic. And then kids at work are like, oh my God, you listen to Logic? Ugh. And I was like, why? Why is this such a problem? So he makes the list <laughs> at number 10 because while he is pretty successful and a lot of people know who he is, I'm tired of people hating on him for no reason other than having, I guess, a crappy verse on a French Montana song, but big deal. Check out his music. Read his book. He's terrific. Number nine, we're going with Alessia Cara. Uh, when it comes to pop music, I feel like she's kind of a lot lesser known. You know, she's not Katy Perry. She's not Rihanna. She's not Taylor Swift, Ariana Grande. Like, there's so many other names in female pop that really stand out. But Alessia Cara, if you listen to a lot of her other music, too, is really chill. She's got a nice vibe and just stuff that like anyone can listen to. You can listen to it pretty much anytime. So I like Alessia Cara on that on that sense. Number eight, Joey Badass, the young rapper from from New York. I have him on this list mainly because I feel like a lot of people forget about him because it takes him a long time to put out music. He's been making music since 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 I was in high school, maybe tw- circa 2015, and he's only put out two albums since then. So it's taken him quite a while to to put out music, but when he does, it's <laughs> definitely worth it's definitely worth the listen. So I, I like Joey Badass on this list. Number seven, Mr. Jaden Smith. I feel like he kind of falls into this realm of, you know, can you take him seriously? He's Will Smith's son. Like what? Like is he an actor? Is he a singer? He wasn't a great actor. Is he a good rapper? Like. He falls into these weird categories, but if you just shut that noise off and just listen to his music, it's it's pretty damn good. Number six, I'm going with kind of a two-for-one here, Rich Brian slash 88 Rising. 88 Rising is, is part of his record label and kind of group, not so much like a music group, but um, they're a categorization of, of Rich Brian, Joji, The Higher Brothers, Nicki, and some other artists, and they've put out two albums under the name 88 Rising, which are the first album, very good. Second album, eh, a little iffy, but there's a couple great songs on there. As for Rich Brian, some of you might know him as Rich Chiga back in the day, but now he's Rich Brian, and he's put out two albums, both of them absolutely terrific. You need to check it out. Now for the top five on my list of top ten underrated artists. Number five, Mr. Cam Meekins. He has been putting music out for quite a long time now, and he's kind of switched up genres a little bit. You know, he, he can do some of that stoner hip-hop. He can do some bangers. He can do a whole lot of stuff, and he's put out a lot of music, so there's a lot of stuff for you to check out. And like I said, with, with him mixing genres and vibes, you can find something that you like to listen to. So Cam Meekins, number five. Number four, our first, uh, our first and only band on this list, Cold War Kids, the alt rock band. You might have heard them on one of the Coors Light commercials. You can hear some of their music scattered around uh, pop culture. But Cold War Kids, nice little alt rock band. I'm gonna try to see them in concert in the next couple months. They're coming to Chicago in January. Fingers crossed. 
I can make it to a show. Number three, we're going with Bishop Briggs. She recently released her second studio album, and it was amazing. And her first album, very good as well. You've probably heard her music, but you don't know who she is. A lot of her music gets played on ESPN and different sports channels because a lot some of her songs are bangers. They get you hyped, want to tackle someone. Um, but she also has some more chill music as well. But definitely, definitely an artist that you can listen to her music at a lot of given times during the day. So she makes my list at number three. Number two, my guy Gashi, who um, just released his first studio album, self-titled Gashi, uh, last month. And I'm not lying when I say it's one of my favorite albums of all time. Another guy who can mix up genres. He can put out a banger. He can put out a love song. Whole lot of stuff there. He's got... He's best friends with French Montana and DJ Snake, so check him out. He is terrific. And my number one top ten underrated artist, there's, for me, no other choice. I've been trying to spread his word for the last few years now. Mr. Chris Webby, the terrific artist out of Connecticut. If you haven't heard, heard of him, check him out. He's been putting out music for a long time as well. A lot of, lot of mixtapes, a couple studio albums. Check it out. He's been putting out music frequently the last few years, doing his Webby Wednesdays, a lot of music videos, a lot of merchandise, awesome concerts. He is my number one underrated artist, and now I can take a breath. Yeah, that was a mouthful and a half. You can always take a breath there, man. Well, I get heated and I get excited. So we We're just, on your time, man. We just roll with it. I'm excited, <laughs> but, but yeah, um... I hate Joe Budden. Not that I've ever been a big fan of his, but after after making after making claims like that, I'm I'm I have no respect for him. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Exactly. Joe you do Budden. not know who Joe Budden is. Yeah, I, I don't know who that is. But he has been he has been a quote unquote rap artist for years now, and he's only famous now for clickbait because he makes ridiculous statements that make no sense. So, we have breaking news. If all you guys have not heard yet, the number one Wildcats go down. <laughs> Evansville beat Kentucky 67 to 64. This was 25 minutes ago. And that was in Kentucky, too. Down go the Wildcats. Ouch. Quentin, I was waiting so patiently for Sneedler to like, like finish his list. I was waiting so patiently to tell you this news. I'm glad somebody knows about it, though. This well, is was, crazy good for the Valley, dude. This is fantastic. It's good and bad at the same time. It's good It's good recognition for the Valley, but at the same time, now SIU might have some trouble if Evansville is this good and can beat Kentucky in Kentucky. But remember, SIU gave the Wildcats a good, a good fight last year in Lexington. I was looking at the game flow uh, just a few moments ago, and it looked like the Evansville had control of the game for the majority of it. Yeah, they were uh, leading. Much like they, the Salukis. Yeah, they were uh, leading at half. Yeah, Evansville was leading at half. The only difference was SIU couldn't finish in the second half, but Evansville did. Yeah. I mean, this makes me even more looking forward to the Missouri game later. So, now that we're on the, the basketball topic... Let's just jump right into the NBA. Dion Waiters, the story of the week. For everybody that doesn't know, Dion Waiters, Miami Heat guard, was on the team plane 
and he ate a weed edible, and I guess he had a panic attack, and then he passed out, and when he woke up, he was having a seizure. Like, it's it wasn't good, okay? I We hope he's all right, Dion Waiters. But what I'm really wondering is, who gave him the edible? Who do you think yeah. it was on the heat that gave him the edible? I think it was just his own, I think it was his own doing, because from from the story I saw is he was eating weed gummies, which uh, not from experience, but from other people who have told me about it. Um, the weed gummies are very tricky because when it comes to potency and, and stuff like that, and supposedly he ate stuff that was just over his like tolerance level. Um, and so I could only imagine that they must have probably told him, hey, eat like just the head. And he was like, ah, no, I'm just going to eat the whole gummy bear and that might have been that might have been his downfall so Dion waiters he got suspended for there 10 was, games. Uh, there was some rumor that it was a teammate right or something like that that's what i'm saying there was a rumor that some yeah. one of the teammates gave it to him so who do you think would because chris anderson the Birdman's not there anymore <laughs> plot twist it was eric spolstra the head coach <laughs> plot twist um be funny with Bam Adebayo. That's just a fun name to say. <laughs> what if it was Tyler Hero, former Kentucky yeah. Wildcat? Yeah, could have been. Young it guy. Definitely <laughs> could have been. <laughs> but in other NBA news, the Bulls suck. They're bad. <laughs> They're 3-7 and seven right now. It's not oh, looking God. good for my bets. It's not. <laughs> I'm watching them right now. I will say, to, to, to make things even worse, they're barely beating the Knicks. Yeah, and it's really floppy right now. <laughs> like, like that the Knicks should be a team that that the Bulls Ugh. should handle pretty well, and they're barely beating them. Cristiano yeah. Felicio today broke his hand in practice, out four to eight weeks. What is it with everyone in the NBA now breaking their hands? Like, yeah. I don't remember that ever being a problem in the NBA, and now you have Steph Curry. Didn't Gordon Hayward break his Hayward, hand too? Yeah. And now Cristiano Felicio, like, what is the problem with breaking your hands in basketball? Yeah, I have no idea. Everyone's breaking hands left and right. I guess it's better than breaking ankles. Well, <laughs> depending on depending on what uh, subtext you're reading into that, you want to be breaking break ankles unless you have a hand. <laughs> that is also true. Well, unless you're a soccer player, unless you're a soccer. Player. Ah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so, so, in other news, Paul George is going to be returning to action against the Houston Rockets this week. Sounds good. About time. Yeah, that that just turns an, an already really good team into uh, a damn. That's a very good team. <laughs> and the last little bit of NBA news I want to get to. My dad had dinner with Michael Carter-Williams. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Apparently, one of his coworkers or his friends is related to MCW. So they all went out to eat. And, of course, my father tried to be to get him on the podcast for us and everything. And he's like, oh, yeah, I would do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you got to go through my agent. You got to talk to my agent. It's all got to be through my agent. So I'm assuming the agent's going to want money. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to pay money for Michael Carter Williams. I'll, I'll do like I told Jeremy. I'll pay the $70 for, uh, what was his name? Uh, I can't even pronounce it. Arsa Danasio. 
Ryan Archie Diacono? Yeah, Archie Diacono. I'll pay the 70 bucks to have him and his great hair on the podcast, but not Michael Carter Williams. So they went out to eat with Michael. With got to be a current bowl. <laughs> so they went out to eat with MCW, and I guess a bunch of people were coming up asking for autographs and pictures, and he told them, I can't sign anything. Mm. What, what do you mean you can't sign anything? He's like, no, I can't. I could take pictures. I can't sign anything. Maybe he broke his hand, too. I was about to make that same joke. But it looked like you were itching to get it out. <laughs> but that I thought that was cool that he got to eat dinner with Michael Carter Williams. Story time with Uncle Quentin. Yep. Yep. <laughs> now it is time for a moment you guys have all been waiting for. It is the ball guy of the week. This ball guy of the week. Shout out to Vance for hitting me up on Saturday as it happened. I didn't even know. I was too busy. But this ball guy of the week, PJ Fleck from Minnesota for beating Penn State. He is our ball guy of the week this week. Vance, why do you think he deserved the ball guy of the week? Well, Minnesota hasn't been 9-0 and since like the 40s or something like that. Um, you know, just an amazing you know accomplishment on top of just he was great at Western Michigan, too. I mean, this is not the first time. And uh, they signed him to an extension, you know, because they know that they don't want to lose him. He's going to be, a, you know, a hot candidate for big schools here in the future. You know, I just think that that was a good guy to kind of put out there when he had a big moment this week. P.J. Fleck, ball guy of the week. Ball guy of the year? We don't know, but we will find out once we put out our bracket-style tournament and let you, the listeners, vote on who advances to each round. P.J. Fleck. That's a name to remember, folks. And now to end the show, like we do every week, it is the starting five this week. Thanks to the Disney subscription that apparently doesn't work because it's being overwhelmed by everybody. Got an update for you. Disney Plus works now. So Disney Plus does work now, but it was having trouble earlier. We will be doing the starting five greatest Disney characters that we would have if we were starting the company all over again. Oh, yeah? So. What do I got to do to go first? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Here's how we're going to do it. I'm thinking of a number between 1 and 20. I'm going to let all three of you pick a number to see who gets to go first. Ho, ho, ho. Really mixing things up, aren't we? I got my number. You're just trying to get me heated again, aren't you? <laughs> I've got my number. Jeremy, what is, is this? It? Is this going to be like the Seahawks-Niners game where I say a number, but you're not going to hear the number that I say, and I'm still going to get the pick? <laughs> <laughs> that was interesting from last night's game. Well, and I was I was watching that live, and I thought this – I thought – I was like, wait, he said tails, and the referee said heads, but then they gave him the ball anyway. I'm like, what? <laughs> what, is, like, yeah, what is going on? I, I don't think I even noticed it live, but then I was reading stuff about it later, and I'm like, yeah, I guess he really did say the other one. Yeah, <laughs> I, I read that too when you sent me the link. I didn't even notice. <laughs> yeah, Um. fine. I'll, I'll start it out. Give me – this is my number. Give me 19. That's my number. Vance? I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go seven. 
Matt? I'm going to go with 16 because I hope the Saluki basketball team make it to the round of 16. <laughs> That's it? Yeah. <laughs> Vance, you were the closest. The number was one. Yeah. I want first pick, though, then. That's fine. Matt, you were the second closest. Where do you want to go? Well, since I was second closest, I guess I'll so I guess I'll go second. Jeremy, I don't heads care. Heads. I don't care. Heads or tails? Care. Just give him last. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't care. I will take number four. I want the back to back. Oh, then why'd you even ask? <laughs> we were going to sit for it. We were going to you start a fit. <laughs> don't make me don't make me sick Joe Budden on you. <laughs> All right, Vance. Starting five Disney characters to restart the company. Go. I feel like this one is too obvious, but you know, I mean, gotta go with you know with Miggy, the staple. Miggy as in Miguel Cabrera. <laughs> No, no, like Mickey Mouse. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> the main, the OG of the yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess that's fair. All right. For uh, for my pick, uh, I'm gonna go with um, Snow White because you can't have the first animated feature length film without Snow White. Well, in in this in in your own universe, you could make whatever movie you want first. Yeah, you. In my universe, everything is perfect. So <laughs> it has, it has, oh. it has to oh. be Snow White. Everything's perfect. Oh, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Oh, so now, so now it's my turn. All right, bringing it back to some to some OG OG Disney characters. Um, I'm gonna go with Donald Duck. That's a good one. You know, he's 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 he was a war veteran in in one of those old movies. You know, he's and he's a loudmouth. He's he's kind of that guy like you don't want him on the other team, but you he's would love grandpa. to have. You would lo- when you go over to Grandma's house and Grandpa's sitting there telling reminiscing about his glory days. <laughs> Donald Donald Duck is that scrapper, that Dennis Rodman, Draymond Green. You you don't want to face him, but you'd love <laughs> to have him on your team. So Don, Donald Duck is my first pick. All right, guys, I completely botched this list, but I'm going to stick with it. <laughs> My first pick, I'm going with the OG. I'm taking Herbie, the car. <laughs> Herbie fully loaded? Oh, no. Oh, we're going that deep into the Disney Oh, archives. no. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm taking Herbie, the car. It's got emotions. It's... Not, you know, talking, but its eyes move. So I'm going with Herbie. That's all it takes? You just need something that that which eyes move? Now, <laughs> back-to-back picks. I'm going to stick with inanimate objects. <laughs> I'm thinking Brave Little Toaster. I knew you were going <laughs> to say that shit. Man, that's a good-ass pick. <laughs> I thought you were going Lightning what McQueen. What did you say? I'm taking the brave little toaster because that little toaster, he does a lot of courageous stuff, and he 
he brings the he brings the heart to our team to toast the competitors. That's right. He never gives up. Well, speak, speaking of that, does does Rudy count? Because I'll take Rudy. If you're gonna if, if you're doing brave little toaster, then I want Rudy. That's fine. All right, then I'll take Rudy. Was your pick next, right? Yeah. For my, for my second pick, I'm going to continue with the animation realm of things. I'm I'm going to go with Princess Belle. Ah. Because she's one Whoa. of the uh, she's like one of the best princesses out there. See, you and she knows a lot of shit. So you gotta have some brands on your team. I'm going with Belle. That's I like the anal- I like the breakdown there. The the draft day profile. Exactly. I, That's why I tried. <laughs> what was I the, think you could have gotten her in a later the, round there, man. <laughs> What'd you say, Quentin? <laughs> what what was uh, Bell's forty time at the combine? <laughs> um, I don't know. She was too busy having her nose stuck in the book. Uh, sounds like so so she missed so she missed the combine. Oh man. She missed the combine, but I guess somebody wanted a Did she have a pro day? <laughs> Did she have a pro day at least? <laughs> I don't know. I guess the YouTube clips was enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. All right. For my next pick, I just always thought this guy was kind of a badass. Um, I'm going to take Buzz Lightyear. Damn it. Into the end beyond. <laughs> Doesn't get better than that. You know, that's like my childhood right there. I was like, cool. Something with that one. True. That was my next pick. That hits me right in the childhood, Buzz Lightyear. And then, um, well, yeah, and then my next pick. I'm gonna get, you know, I'm gonna get Mickey, his gal, you know, Minnie. You know, she's gonna hop on the team too. So he's not, you know, without his lady there, Minnie Mouse. <laughs> Interesting. All right. My third pick. I'm gonna go with. She's a badass. Okay. I'm going with <laughs> Mulan. Ah. Mulan. Mulan will kick your fucking ass. That's okay. Mulan. That's my third pick. That's not a good one. That's a great pick. <laughs> oh, movie was fire. I feel I feel attacked right now. I'm, I'm a little scared. I thought I was the heated one. I thought I was the one who gets heated. Right. I was like, oh, I love that pick. Like, oh, <laughs> you better not. Uh, you better hope she doesn't bring the fire with Mushu either, man. Hey, <laughs> hold on. Stick to one pick, guy. Hold on. Hey man, I'm just showing out some ideas. Or is Mushu like is Mushu like the like the Banjo and Kazooie character in Smash Brothers, where you just get Kazooie because Banjo's there, or do or do you get Mushi with uh, Mulan? I mean, kinda, yeah. You get Cricky too. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> These are important details. Um, <laughs> all right, for for my third pick, uh, sticking with. Sticking with crazy white guys on my team, uh, we have Donald Duck, we have Rudy, we might as well go with Captain Jack Sparrow. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> that was a Disney yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah. The man, the man who can sing about a jar of dirt, that's who I want on my team. <laughs> Hopefully you can have him stand up to fight then. Help hey, him stand. The, hey, if, if Michael Jordan can drop 50 after drinking a 12-rack of Bud Light, I'm sure Captain Jack Sparrow can produce after chugging a bottle of rum. Yeah. <laughs> I am going to take the character that is supposed to be Walt Disney in cartoon form. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I am taking Jiminy Cricket. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 
But he's not a car. You can't pick him. Oh, oh. My fourth pick <laughs> is going back to the inanimate objects. Oh, boy. You can live in it. You can eat it. You can destroy a town with it. I'm going with the giant peach from James and the Giant. <laughs> I'm pretty Wait, sure that's a prop. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if that's a character. Jeez, that's a prop. That's not a character. Overruled. <laughs> well, or, I mean, or, I mean, that's his pick. If he if he wants to pick a terrible team, uh, I mean, defense. <laughs> we could let it slide, I guess. <laughs> You're so close. She's a giant. That's like, that's like in the show The League when when Andre keeps drafting people who are retired. Like, if he wants to draft people who are retired, and or if, if Quentin wants to draft people who aren't characters, I mean, that's fine. Blacksico birds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've watched the league too many times. Such a good show. It needs to come back. I know, right? Yeah, I wish they didn't stop. Maybe, maybe with different, like, even if it's a different cast, I think, I think there should be a fantasy football sitcom. Right, or somebody should try again, or something. You know, I don't know. It was, or we, or we should do it. Let's. How about, how about we do it? Let's create it. All right. So my pick. Original series. Absolutely. Um. So going to my fourth pick, this is near and dear to my heart because it has to do with my grandma's favorite Disney character, therefore my favorite Disney character, but the OG, the greatest Disney character of all time, Goofy. Yeah, I almost took him last round. I would have hated you forever if you did that. I was risking it. I was risking keeping Goofy on my big board for this long, but... He fell to me, and here we are. Did you know he started out as a background character, and then he rose to stardom? Even better. Look at yeah, that. That's great. Just like Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson was a fourth-round pick. He was the backup to Matt Flynn for two months, and then there you go. Now Russell Wilson's a Super Bowl champion. That's good. That's good. <laughs> I'm going to – so my fourth pick. I didn't really want to do this, but I'm going to go into the live-action realm of the Disney archives. Oh boy. You can't have the Walt Disney Company without Walt Disney. I'm picking Walt Disney from Saving Mr. Banks. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Walt Disney, that's a good-ass pick for a Disney team. Fuck that, just got, that just got real. I'm confused. <laughs> like a black, I feel like I'm in Black Mirror. I don't know what's real. I'm confused. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, it's like Stranger Things. We're in the upside down, man. Yeah. Right. I was like, what just happened? <laughs> okay. My next pick. I'm gonna, you know, kind of stay with Toy Story a little bit. I'm gonna take Woody. You know, kind of Buzz and Woody, the con- you know, classic duo. You know, I'm gonna make yeah. sure pair them up. That'll work. So I like that pick there. And then my fifth pick, I'm going to take Tigger, T-I-double-G-R. You know, that's always thought of the character. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take Tigger. <laughs> my fifth pick, I don't, I don't know where to go next. Because we already have a pretty good team so far. Oh. So... We got a we got a badass. We got a know it all. 
we have the guy who created it all. And you know what I'm you know what I'm realizing from us doing this list is that I have not seen like any like true Disney movie like in my life at all. Like I've hardly watched any Disney stuff apparently. Man. I'm sorry for you, man. Hey, perfect opportunity for you to uh you know subscribe to Disney Plus. Uh, maybe <laughs> maybe maybe next summer once all the Marvel shows are on there. Ah, uh, okay. Maybe. Disney Plus is not a sponsor of the show, but we love the service. Um, my fifth pick. God. I'm uh, I'm gonna go with our favorite snowman, <laughs> Olaf. <laughs> Because you got to have some entertainment in there, you know. You got to talk to your buddy, get a couple laughs, you know. And if you need to escape, he'll create a great distraction for you. Olaf the Snowman from the movie Frozen. <laughs> are you going to are you going to go see Frozen 2, Mr. Gross? Absolutely. <laughs> your list blows. Your list blows. Every you have a damn Pete who's not even a character. Matt's team blows. <laughs> Adventure. Check him out on Facebook. <laughs> oh boy. Um. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't. I'm trying to figure out exactly where where I want to go here. Um. When it comes to who I want as my my definitive fifth pick and who really is a Disney character and who isn't a character. And I think that at the end of the day, if I had to pick a fifth person or thing or whatever you want to call it to be on this list, who else but Mr. Incredible? You gotta have some muscle on your team, man. That's a good ass pick. Absolutely. He is going to be consistent day in and day out. He can control Captain Jack Sparrow and his alcoholism. And, <laughs> we, and yeah, so Mr. Incredible, he knows how to round up a family so he can keep Jack Sparrow and Donald Duck on good terms. And Rudy will be there for the inspirational speeches and Goofy's just there for a good time. So let's get it. So to end out my list... I'm going to take the man that will grant me any wish I want. I'm taking the genie from Aladdin. But Which Aladdin? <laughs> I was going to say that. Which one, though? He has to be voiced by Robin Williams. Absolutely. Yeah. Fair yeah. point. Fair point. Now, for my bench player, for my sixth man off the bench... I'm either going to take Stitch or I'm going to take Rafiki. <laughs> okay, okay. For me, for me, shout out to Eeyore. I think he is one of the most misunderstood characters in all of Disney. Shout out to Eeyore. Not everything can be all peachy and everything can be all happy all the time. Eeyore's there to remind us that there are some sad times and there's things to be sad for, and I think that's important. So shout out to Eeyore. Thanks for noticing me, Sneed. Sometimes <laughs> it gets a little lonely around here. Exactly. Sometimes it does. <laughs> I wanted to put a shout out to Quasimodo from the Hunchback in Notre Dame. 
Yeah, they're getting a, they're doing a live Sounds action of that movie too. Really, and I have no idea. Great. The Hunchback needs to be Danny DeVito. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I also like Pluto, Goofy's dog. I think that was the one that was on, not on here. Uh, correction, yeah. I think Mickey Mouse's dog. Just um, Simba. <laughs> yeah. the, from Lion King, Simba was, is a good one. Shout out to Mike Wazowski. Yeah, but I don't know if I would want him on my team. He's only got one eye. He can't see that well. Yeah, but that, but he's got a big <laughs> ass eye. That's like half yeah, his body. Right, that one big ass eye can see everything. Yeah, that's like yeah, half yeah. his body, bro. Mike Wazowski, he knows the system, man. Like, he yeah. knows where everything goes and how the days in and days out goes. And he's like right? he's like Tom Brady. He just get, he just does it every day. Maybe he's not the flashiest. Maybe he doesn't put up the biggest numbers, but he's consistent. He's the hardest worker, man. Yeah. Matt, who's your bench player before we wrap things up and you get us out of here? Um, my bench player will be... Uh, Matt's going to take the lamp. The lamp <laughs> I... And the, the Pixar, Pixar lamp? Animation. It, yes. Yes. The lamp. Even though it's... It is a character, isn't it? And Luxo Jr., it's a character. Yeah, I'll go with that. All right, Matt, get us out of here. Thank you for listening to Section 312, you guys. And uh, don't forget, uh, not a sponsor, but go ahead and download uh, Disney Plus. It would make Matt really happy. (laughs) Um, But uh, you can follow us on social media, you guys. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It is Section 312 Show. Go and check it out. And uh, you can check out our website as well, Section312.com. If you go to the store, you can check out some merch, t-shirts, and hats, and all of that jazz. And uh, you can check us out. Uh, you can listen to our podcast on our website, like we mentioned, and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music. Wherever you listen to your podcast, you can find it. And uh, you can also check us out on w- mwsn.net. That is our proud affiliate of Section 312. If you go to their website, you can listen to us and other podcasts from other markets. And that was this week's episode of Section 312. Tune in next week as we debate more weekly NFL talk. And we have an all-new Starting 5 Thanksgiving edition of the Starting 5 guests we want to have at Thanksgiving. Until next time, this is Section 312. Thank you.